WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, December 1st. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzelin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Almquist, the associate producers. Bye-bye, November. Hello, December. And how about that debate last night? What a performance we had on live television. Was it? Yeah, I would say so. I kept falling asleep. It was, yeah, I just... What was accomplished? Uh, you know, I, I knew that these would be the opinions today. <laughs> the guy that said Gavin Newsom's going to shred DeSantis in a debate didn't happen. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't before, happen. At 6.02, before you besmirch my character. Uh-oh. Besmirch. <laughs> I never, I like, defend your character. I'm not here I. waving the Gavin Newsom flag. He's a, he's a, he's a smarmy D-bag. He's, so, he like, looked, he looked I, total, I... He looked totally unprepared last night. That's... I... Nobody... Okay. All right. I'm just saying, we'll get you into said it. that he would be a good debater, and I He's think last great... night proved otherwise. That's all I'm saying. The two of them just talked over each other and argued about semantics. I know. i got to give Hannity credit for staying out of the way for the most part, too. I think Hannity won. I think I give... Hannity won. He looked good. He looks... He's losing more weight on that NJ diet. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what to say. The one, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say is I will give Gavin Newsom credit for one thing, is that at least finally we have a liberal Democrat who yeah. will step into the, you know, Fox News universe where all the Republican candidates have had to deal with over the last many years where yeah. they have to deal with Kristen Welker and all these people. At least mm-hmm. he stepped into the ring. Correct. With, you know. Him and Hannity are boys. In uh, tight. unfriendly territory, I guess we would say. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, like it was, it was just the whole debate was. Yeah, Ron DeSantis calling Gavin Newsom a liar, which uh-huh. he is, and Newsom saying, "You, <laughs> why don't you drop out of the race and you're 41 points down right. to Trump in your own state?" Uh huh. Which he is. True. So it's... But I think people have to separate, and we can get into this after the big take as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. There's too many people that went into last night and refused to just isolate last night's moment as a good, positive victory for DeSantis. And I've been as critical of DeSantis as anybody. But the amount of people on Twitter last night, like, yeah, I got it. Trump's going to be the nominee. But it was about DeSantis trying to salvage his political career, which he did. And the the big the, the biggest Trump sycophants on Twitter who can't take the, his their, his you know what out of their throat <laughs> couldn't give him two ounces of credit <laughs> for carving up that fraud from California. So I'm ready to go. Anybody wants to debate today? Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Let's go because this guy ain't mailing squat in on a Friday. I don't care how good the ratings are. 
I, I believe Ron DeSantis last night had a great night, and I'm fired up about it. And I'm calling out every single schmuck on Twitter oh. that can't acknowledge that DeSantis had an hour and a half <laughs> of positive stuff. I'm ready to go. Let's go. All right. And by the way, it's not just about the debate today. Fauci's going to the stand. That's yeah. huge. Yep. Pfizer has filed a lawsuit, or excuse me, Texas has filed a lawsuit against Pfizer, basically claiming that Pfizer committed fraud on the American public over the COVID-19 vaccine. Deceptive and misleading marketing, I believe, is the terminology. Jim Jordan drops the YouTube files as we've got more big tech censorship. Michael Schellenberger says he's got more dirt to reveal that will make the Twitter files look like a JV debate. So we've got a lot of good stuff. And oh, by the way, Charles Barkley and Gail King, yeah, their show stinks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm telling you, this is a show you're not going to want to miss, folks. Yeah. We have so much good content, you're, so many big stories today. You're yelling already, and it's at 6.03. I know, and I'm not a yeller, typically. I, I know. I, so you, I like you, you know I like when, I am, when I am energetic and fired up and I at a different decibel level. I like it. It is authentic, and that is the word of the year, right, Don Stenson? That's right. Now I just need to trigger That's Dawn, and I will have done my job for this Friday. <laughs> you can sit back and relax until we get to the cut sheet, which is coming up at 7.45. All right, let's get to the news, because there's a lot of it. Round number one, and away we go with Dawn Stenson at 6.05. On a Friday morning. Good morning on this Friday morning. We're uh, feeling the warm up already, so a lot of changes in the forecast. We are sponsored this Friday morning, December 1st. December 1st, TikTok got to get uh, moving on your holiday shopping mm-hmm. with a little help from our sponsor, Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. So, in the news, number one, and they've been holding these news conferences, the search continues this morning and through the night for yes. Another escaped prisoner in Philadelphia. We're making national headlines on this one. Philadelphia police searching for that prisoner, escaped custody while on work detail. They say they identify him as 34-year-old Gino Hagen-Cotter. He was an inmate at Riverside Correctional Facility working a detail assigned in the orchard behind the Philadelphia Industrial Correctional Facility on State Road. This happened around lunchtime, according to officials. So he asked a guard. It was the old, I need to use the bathroom trick. <laughs> <clears throat> and they said, of course, go ahead, go to the bathroom. The good news is this guy is not a, there's no record of violence with him. So that's why we can be a little lighter with this one. But still, uh, Philadelphia Prisoners Commissioner Blanche Carney said she held another news conference and said that this is what happened. He snuck away. He went. He um, never returned after using the bathroom and jumped a fence. He climbed a fence and then jumped over it. It's unbelievable. And this is a guy, I think, who was convicted of burglary in the past. So uh, he's probably one of these uh, kleptomaniacs who can't help but uh, break and enter and then steal uh, other people's property. And to your point, that the issue is he was initially, there was a drug charge. They were going to put him in a half house for drug addiction and treatment. Then there was the theft, the burglary charge, so an escalation. Mm-hmm. So so the concern that they're putting out there is that this guy is desperate for drugs, then wants to steal stuff. So they're saying if you see the guy's 
pictures plastered yeah. everybody. Don't approach it. Got to fix you. You got to get your yeah. urge and your fix, and then you know you steal to uh, you know pay off the vice that you need to uh, consume. This is is I think this is the fourth escaped inmate in this general area now in this calendar year. Correct. We had Cavalcante. We had this guy. There was uh, one other one also in Chester County. There was a, a second one in Chester County, and I'm drawing a blank on the fourth one, but I believe that's four now in uh, 11 months. Yeah, because there were some from the Northeast. You're right. Yep. I, I will tally those up for you, but I want to get to, because yesterday you were the... You're the new czar, the, the banner czar, right? we got some <laughs> the bands. The czar of banning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple new bands to tell you about. Philadelphia City Council meeting yesterday and voting. And I think, you know, we have a brand, brand new Philadelphia City Council. We've talked about new mayor coming in January because all those people who ran for mayor, they were not allowed to still keep their city council seats, so they left. So perhaps this shows us, some cards of the new what the new city council will look like and in this case they voted you had the sponsor and 11 co-sponsors on this one to ban the wearing of ski masks in certain public places and there were people testifying saying this violated their civil rights so on and so forth they weren't buying it they said that the one of the number one complaints in the city is crime and fear of residents to be able to walk the streets. That was that was the crux of my argument for for yes. being on board with this. Yes. Tell me about your civil rights. So the bill allows the city to fine people $250 for wearing ski masks in parks, schools, public transit. There are carve-outs and exceptions, of course, for religious expression and quote-unquote first amendment activities such as demonstrating peacefully. And so there this is the this is what they're saying. Also, I want to point out to you, if you are sledding in the city of Philadelphia you can or skiing, mm-hmm. you can wear the ski mask. Sledding in the city of Philadelphia sounds like a fun <laughs> exercise, doesn't it? <laughs> so I don't know. You know, we do have this new skate rink. Although we have to actually get more than an inch of snow for you to do that, which Ooh. we haven't had in, what, 673 days? Yeah. <laughs> we have the drought. It is. Then the ACLU, <clears throat> excuse me, in Pennsylvania has already said that these situations are putting a chill on First Amendment activities. ACLU is saying they're watching this. But this past council, and council members say that this is balanced, it's thoughtful, and it is putting the the residents of Philadelphia, it is, it is making the priority to fight crime and also to allow police to fight crime. Oh, what a concept. Who is gonna, who's, who's enforcing this? <clears throat> That's my question. We're going to have the new scheme as police. Dun, right. dun, dun. Right. It's just—it's another thing for <laughs> for cops to have to worry about when they should be worrying about the crime that's that's rampant in the city. We have to mm-hmm. worry about who's wearing ski masks right. or not. But to your point, your, to your point of enforcement, yeah, it, it garners some headlines, it gets some attention. Dawn's talking about it. We're talking about it now. But unless you actually put it into into act and act on this, then it's nothing more than window dressing. True. You know, we'll see. I think what they're trying to do, it's the old, another tool in the tool, toolbox mm-hmm. line. So yeah. if, if, if Sherelle, if the, if the mayor elect is going to allow, let's say, certain stop and frisk, which she promised, and then it goes along with the ski mask, it would give law enforcement who already have some suspicion, it would allow them to pull, I, and I, this is my question. Does it allow them to pull somebody over in a vehicle? 
if they're suspicious in the vehicle, because, you know, we have this whole right. driver equity law. Sounds like a little bit of a conflict there between two policies, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, a lot of questions we raised this morning. Yes. The city also another for our, our czar of banning. Uh, the city bans food trucks on parts of Girard Avenue. No. Yes. See, I'm against this already. I love a good food truck. <sighs> it's a crackdown. So this uh, is a ban you're, you're against. That's correct. Ah, okay. It's case-by-case case basis, sir. <laughs> It's like Game of Thrones, yes. you know, when they have to go before Khaleesi, yep. not that you're like Khaleesi, but if you had a blonde wig, right. you know, and they go, so I want to yeah. ban the food, you know, and they have to make their case. As a Temple University alum who lived off of food trucks for two years, I, I am pro food truck. <laughs> In this one, they banned the food trucks from operating along the busy two block section of Gerard Ave in the Fishtown neighborhood. And they've said that they, it's just a latched situation. They banned these trucks for the two block stretch because it causes a you know it, it causes a lot of mayhem, and the residents are complaining, and so they're done with it. There's a lot so, of con- a lot of congestion in congestion. there. I'm not I'm not familiar with that area specifically, so I don't I don't know what the you know the streets look like as far as parking and traffic and things like that. Well, they were they were on both sides of Gerard Ave, and it, and so the problem. In that little stretch, if you drive by there, yeah, it, when people, you know, the, the, then people are in a line, uh, you know, the traffic you're trying to get through, yeah, and it just, yeah, have, creates that. Have you ever gone over towards the Barnes and Nobles uh, over by uh, Chemical Road on Plymouth Meeting? Yes, of course. And down by that, and they have like that big PGA Tour Superstore and the Best Buy. Yes. You know, there's a little food truck that just sits in that parking lot. It's a little lobster roll food truck. I don't know what the name of the business is. I'm not trying to give out a free shout out, but unbelievable lobster rolls there. In really? The, in the middle, right next to the uh, Barnes and Noble. How do they wash? Here's my question. How do they wash their hands and where do they go to the bathroom? I never thought about that. Okay. Never thought about that. Now, if I see a little thing of handy wipes, I'm just saying that, right. that's uh, my question. <laughs> and um, so I saw this this headline and I thought it would interest you that the Eagles will end up back on Monday Night Football because of the NFL's latest decision uh, to flex out the Chiefs and the Patriots. So the Seahawks game will be moved in, in the NFL's first Monday Night Football flex. Mm-hmm. So we're going to a flex yeah, nor- program. Normally they flex out the ba- a bad Sunday night game that didn't materialize with what they thought would be good teams, and they put the good teams on Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Now they're doing this on Monday night. So here's the issue with this. This is a road game for the Eagles. I got to imagine there's a lot of Eagle fans that already bought tickets that were planning to travel with a flight to Seattle on Sunday. Now the game is on Monday. I don't know that they've taken into account a lot of people traveling with I, flights. I agree with you. Oh. I'd be steamed up if I couldn't get my flight switch. Because we all know the one team in the NFL fan base that travels everywhere are is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So you can bet that that they would have a huge representation in Seattle. Yep. Yep. So well, yeah, hopefully I, people can pull a switcheroo. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this. Yeah. Sounds greedy by the NFL. Just leave it the way it is. I don't I, have to watch. I I do morning radio. I don't need to have the Eagles on at eight thirty on a Monday <laughs> night. Well, I just think we should have Eagles equity. I do. And if they did this, they have to provide the transportation. I agree. The Eagles. <laughs> By the way, one o'clock. Like, what's wrong with one o'clock on a Sunday? I, su- I swear they have they, they haven't played a one o'clock game other yeah. than like one game this year. I, you know, it, it's not just because we get up at you know right. the ungodly hour we do. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I feel like football should be played at one or four o'clock. I love a one o'clock game. The end. Get it in, get it out. I can get on with my day. Yeah. Yep. 
So we are sponsored by Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon, the secrets of finishing your holiday shopping. Three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield Center City, Lowe's Hotel. Visit in person or online, josephanthony.com, where gift cards are available. That's josephanthony.com. And the forecast, I think you're going to like it because today we are 51-ish degrees, so another warm day. But we do have some showers moving in later in this evening. So for the bulk of the day, however, those showers hold off. Then showers overnight. But here's the thing. We clear out for tomorrow. Originally, they had told us that we had some rain for tomorrow. That appear, that's, that's been changed. Yes. Woohoo. So 62 degrees oh. for your Saturday. Yes, we will have some cloud cover, but it's going, going to be unseasonably warm. So it's a terrific day to, <clears throat> Get the family and the ladders and put up those decorations outside. <laughs> Watch college football championship games. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Nick. Play golf. <laughs> Nick, you're missing her uh, Her um, her audience one right now. Yeah. She's talking to Larry. He's <laughs> also not listening. He's on a, he's on a competing station. radio station. Yeah. Yeah. But the boys should be listening, too. Okay. Yeah. So the audience of yeah, three in this case. Great sleeping. day to get the kids outside in the yard, That's rake right. up the leaves. You got all afternoon, Skippy. Doing some work. Yep. So then, so yes, yeah, 62 degrees for your Saturday. Rain holds off. Sunday, 54. However, some showers on Sunday. It looks, I don't see much precipitation then moving forward next week, but tomorrow, wow, what a sweet day as we enjoy 62 degrees. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 617 Friday morning. Let's get to the last big take of the week. The big take on Kalen Company. All right, the big take this morning, a glimpse into the future. Last night at 9 p.m. on Fox News, Sean Hannity sat down with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom in the great red state versus blue state debate, a preview of the 2028 election debate, perhaps, perhaps a preview of the 2024 election debates next October or at least on the Democratic side of things, if Newsom supplants Biden this summer at the DNC convention. All of the metrics entering the debate when it came to policy, effectiveness, and quality of life favored Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The Wall Street Journal highlighting yesterday his dominance over Newsom in categories such as cost of living, employment rates, energy prices, education, population increases, and homeless rates. But the reality is people don't vote with facts. They don't vote with logic. They vote with feelings and emotion. And entering 2023, you could argue that both were the future of their respective parties. But things have changed. Going into last night, DeSantis has shown his shortcomings, and the shine has already worn off. Newsom remains the guy for the Democrats, but his timeline may have been accelerated as Biden has deteriorated. Now, Newsom has failed California, and he's also in a sticky situation should the Dems want him to jump over Kamala Harris. Can't have that in the day and age of diversity, equity, inclusion, identity politics, because, well, the white man jumping past the African-American female won't sit well with the progressive faction of the party. And this should be in DeSantis's wheelhouse last night, right? He doesn't pick fights with the Republicans for the most part. He only counterpunched Trump after Trump initiated the onslaught of attacks and haymakers at him. DeSantis typically jousts with the media and with Democrats and those who he disagrees with when it comes to a political ideology. Now, for Newsom, this should have been the night where he shows why he is the far better option than Joe Biden. But he couldn't be too good, right? 
because then he forces the Dems' hand to give Joe the boot. And here is the interesting little tidbit. Americans are exhausted by Trump and Biden. Polls show that Americans want something else. Yet DeSantis hasn't caught fire going into last night, and Newsom has been a failure who comes off as kind of a slimy sleazebag. And the reality is this. DeSantis wouldn't be here last night if he was actually living up to his Florida success and posing a legit challenge and threat to the incumbent Donald J. Trump. But then the debate began. The debate took place in Alpharetta, Georgia, just on the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia, with no studio audience. It was just Hannity, DeSantis, and Newsom. Empty room, just three men. DeSantis with an incredibly awkward smile to start the debate in the introductions. If you saw it last night, you know what we're talking about. And Hannity made it clear from the jump, he's moderating. He's not offering opinion as a noted conservative. Issues at the forefront to be discussed included taxes, the economy, immigration, crime, guns, homelessness, education, parental rights, abortion, and gas prices. Now, they opened up on total net migration, where people are leaving one state and moving into another. Newsom deferred the coin toss, letting DeSantis start with migration. Bold move, considering Florida is gaining massively over the California exodus. And I think it was all downhill from there for Gavin. DeSantis went on the attack, talking about how awful California has been under Newsom's reign. Listen and watch this. When I was in the Navy, I got orders to go to Naval Amphibious Base Coronado in Southern California. And I was a lifeline Floridian, but I went there and I was like, man, this is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And I think California has more natural advantages than any state in the country. You almost have to try to mess California up. Yeah, that's what Gavin Newsom has done since he's been governor. He's the first governor to ever lose population. They actually, at one point, ran out of U-Hauls in the state of California because so many people were leaving. Of course, he's imposed restrictions on his own people while exempting himself from those restrictions and going to the French laundry while his people were suffering. He led the country in school closures, locking kids out of school while he had his own kids in private school in person. Now, he's very good at spinning these these tales. He's good at, at being slick and slippery. He'll, he'll tell a blizzard of lies to be able to try to mask the failures. But the reality is they have failed because of his leftist ideology. And the choice for America is this. What Biden and Harris and Newsom want to do is take the California model and do that nationally. Ron DeSantis coming out strong. I think if Gavin Newsom could do that one over, he would have taken the ball first so to speak. What was Newsom's rebuttal? Well, he had no answer for the facts. He immediately pivoted after kissing Sean Hannity's butt. This was Shades of Kamala and the Democrats' playbook. Distract, divide, and just go down a different road and a different memorized script that really doesn't have much to do with the initial question. After Hannity pushed back and said that, Mr. Newsom, you haven't answered the question, here was what Gavin finally did offer up. Listen and watch. The, the last two years, more Floridians going to California than Californians going to Florida. No, I, I put <laughs> up on, I put up on just, the By the way, that's going to be fun to fact check, so we'll just start right there. California has no peers. Uh, California dominates, sizable 21 state 
populations combined. It's the fifth largest economy in the world. We dominate number one manufacturing state. We dominate in two-way trade and research and development, uh, access to innovation, more scientists, more researchers, more engineers, more Nobel laureates in the state of California than any other state in the nation, the finest system of higher education. It's the birthplace of life science and biotech and nanotechnology. We dominate in green tech. We dominate in high tech. We dominate in artificial intelligence. So with respect, I think it's an interesting campaign strategy for Ron DeSantis to be bashing a state of 40 million Americans when California simply has no peers. And California simply is losing people. No idea what any of that has to do with the initial topic of migration and the question posed by Sean Hannity. If anybody thought that was sound and solid, I think you're crazy. All he did was tout the Dems and Biden and Harris and artificial intelligence. And then, and you didn't hear it in that clip, he says the biggest, the most notable thing to come out of the migration topic was that he won't be the nominee in 2024. It's good to know. If, in fact, you believe it. Hannity then pressed him to actually answer the questions, and you heard it right there, as he had little to say with the facts. But then again, apparently facts don't matter to many Americans, and Democrats probably weren't even paying attention to begin with. After the tussle ensued and Hannity broke it up, Ron dropped the in-laws relocating to Florida comment, as I said he would. A mic drop moment for sure. DeSantis has already, in my opinion, eight minutes into the debate with one topic, bludgeoned Gavin Newsom. I thought it was over right then and there. And I think Ron DeSantis needed this desperately, and he got it. All Newsom could do was smile and laugh. I think he's an empty suit. He looks the part, no doubt about it. If you're casting a Hollywood cast for a movie about the White House and a president, Gavin Newsom would fit the bill to a T, but he offers zero measurable substance. We then get into the second topic that piqued my interest, and that is grocery prices in the Bidenomics era, how the left wants to double down for the next four years. Listen and watch DeSantis expose life at the grocery store under Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom's watch. Take a listen. How does paying $7 a a gallon gas help working people? That doesn't help working people at all. How does paying an 8% sales tax help working people. That doesn't help working people at all. Uh, they have the highest taxes in the nation. People flee to be able to save money uh, to get out of California. And you have working class people that move to these other states. Their dollars go much further. But here's the thing. They want to take this Bidenomics and they want to double down on this for the next four years. How many people are able to afford groceries now compared to what you were doing three or four years ago? I talked to people, you know, I, I talked to a woman who had, a, had a, a, a cart full of groceries going in and they're ringing it up and it got to be so expensive. She has to take a lot of the stuff out. That didn't used to be the case. People used to be able to work hard and get ahead. That is not true under Joe Biden. And you know what, Sean, one more final thing. California's unemployment rate is 60 percent higher then Florida's unemployment rate. Well, Our unemployment rate is 2.8 percent. There's a 4.8 percent. Why? Governor. Because it's a command and control economy. They have a political agenda that they're pursuing. Let me ask that question. After the taxes and Bidenomics, they got into the unemployment rates, which he mentioned there, which favor Florida as well. 2.8 percent to 4.8 percent. 
10%. Crime, parental rights, and gas prices were also discussed. Finally, they got into COVID, Disney, and school closures. Here's Ron DeSantis going after Newsom and highlighting the differences and the hypocrisy of Gavin Newsom. Listen and watch this. No, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida, and they feel like when they're in California, they don't want Disney's business telling? to succeed. Is that what Disney's and all that saying? Stuff. The Tampa Bay Rays. Well, actually, yeah, I think that's an interesting point with Disney saying? because uh, I had Disney open during COVID, and we made them a fortune, and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following COVID. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in california than anywhere else in my opinion ron DeSantis salvaged his political career last night now it might not and probably won't matter in 2024 but it does matter i think in 2028 DeSantis was the winner last night hands down better debater better governor better policies better results his only fault not being donald trump oh and gavin newsom hit the showers and that's the big take the Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in your thoughts and reactions, if you watched last night, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210. On social media, at 1210WPHT. Also on the Kale and Company comment community, just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and join the conversation today. We'll come back, get Dawn and Greg's thoughts from last night, what stood out with the debate with Newsom and DeSantis, and we've got a lot to get to in the world of COVID with Tony Fauci as he's set to take the stand in early January. Kale and Company, as we continue live on a Friday morning, the 1st of December, Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Having been a genuine customer now since Memorial Day, the Piazza Auto Group continues to impress and amaze me. I've thoroughly enjoyed kind of learning about the brands that they carry, and they're always trying to educate me on different vehicles that they are currently bringing in that are receiving accolades from the top publications across the country. Recently, just right before Halloween, almost six weeks ago, stopped by the dealership out in Westchester to check out the Motor Trend SUV of the year. And when they brought it out, I was like, I thought you said the SUV of the year. It's actually the 2024 Hyundai Ioniq 5, and it's a fully electric vehicle with unbelievable technology. And believe it or not, it's going to give you 320 horsepower, stronger than my Honda Ridgeline truck. If you just look at it, you'd be like, there's no way that's possible. But it's true. And 300 miles of range with ultra-fast charging. Piazza Hyundai of Westchester and Pottstown also offering up a complimentary home charger and a $600 installation credit with your purchase. You can visit the nearest dealer to you at piazzaautogroup.com or swing by one of their locations in Westchester and Pottstown and just say, hey, I want to check out the 2024 Hyundai Ioniq 5. I hear it's stronger than Nick's truck. And tell them Nick Kale sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Hopefully all of you off to a great start on your Friday, the 1st of December, we will get to Tony Fauci, also Jim Jordan, YouTube Files, uh, Matt Taibbi, 
Michael Schellenberger, very interesting comments that they had yesterday on some of the censorship regime within the establishment and why they believe that censorship is essentially election interference. We'll get to that as we continue this morning. And, of course, a loaded cut sheet. Uh, but I want to get Dawn and Greg's thoughts from what they watched last night. Uh, but before I do, just two um, interesting tweets that are coming in. And this is the stuff that drives me nuts. This is why I like you have to be able to separate things. I want to uh, two tweets. Um, Long Driveway 99 says, dude, he crushed Newsom. But he was still awkward. He was doing those weird fake smiles again. All right, if you want to get caught up in the cosmetic stuff, go ahead. If you want to look at the, just all the, the window dressing and, oh, look at that. Uh, I'm focused on the meat and potatoes. Right. I know, but we are. Yeah. But the you're looking at the greater audience. He's right. No, he's not wrong. You're absolutely Even correct. Even his promo picture, when they showed a picture that they could choose from, mm-hmm. like he's like, eh. And it's like a, like a half smile and one eye. Do you think... Like, what is wrong with your one eye? Like, yeah. open your eyes. Do you think that he has been told... Here's my here's my theory. No no, no um, information on this. Just a total hunch. I think he was told by consultants that he comes off too angry and too, too intense and too much of like a bulldog. And you need to kind of soften your image, so to speak. Smile more. Be more personable. And it's just not him. And also, whoever's doing that, he had heavy makeup, and he had like a little bit of an Eddie Munster look. He slicked his hair back. <laughs> yeah, he did. And the thing about it is, so to the point of cosmetic, there's a reason they spend a lot of money yeah. on you know cosmetics, because it's your first impression. Mm-hmm. Now, Gavin Newsom, I mean, I, God, I couldn't stand it. He's like a better looking younger version of when bill clinton mm-hmm. first hit well and he's got that nice little grovel in his voice yeah, well, I was gonna say, why is he so raspy all the time that's because that's just sexy and <laughs> he's gonna tell you about they have no peers i was wondering like is he a smoker did he have lung cancer did, throat cancer is he a boozer like I, my god he always sounds like he just got done speaking for six hours straight because he, I think he does that to his voice. Okay. He actually, he talks like he's trying to be all, and I just think DeSantis's best route at this point would be if he has any sarcasm at all, Yeah, you can make fun of that. Mm-hmm. You know, make fun of, like even try to mimic a, a little bit and just say, well, I don't, I don't have his hair, his nice teeth, his, t-. you know, I don't have the slick look. I'm not yeah. a slick, but call it out. Right. So that so that everybody then l- looks at that because what is he saying when he went through where technology was? Well, yeah, the, look at how huge they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I I just think he Gavin Newsom was throwing stuff out there like, well, we have more Bernie Sanders mittens. We have more. Yeah. What are you talking about? He wouldn't answer the question. Well, we were told and we were sold a bill of goods that DeSantis was the future. And for the last six months, we've realized that he is not, especially in the day and age where Donald Trump is still the face of the party. But we were also told that Gavin Newsom was the man in waiting, right? He was the shark circling the boat. He was the pitcher in the bullpen just waiting for the moment. If if, if that was supposed to be his moment last night, the Democrats have a lot of trouble on their hands right now. Because he was supposed to be the guy that maybe slides in this it's, summer and takes over for Joe. What what that debate really was last night was two two never will be's. Okay, I I I truly believe that it, it's just it's it's two people that look. It was an interesting debate by a uh, by 
a red state and a blue state, mm-hmm. and they argued about semantics over which state was better uh, for what and which state does what better, and politic uh, politifact fact check them, and 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 it was just like you had to have like a thesaurus there to like you know sit there and say, oh, okay, who's telling the truth here? Mm-hmm. And 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 yes, he's technically correct, but is it per capita? Is it this? Yeah. And it's just that stuff goes over people's heads. Agreed. So Agreed. so Dawn's point about the about the subst- uh, about the style of it i think is is what people really look yeah. for mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's what so let's think about what trump would have cut through that he would have and and I, trump would have made fun of right off the bat the grovelly voice the slick look the, yep. the look at how smooth this this guy is so smooth yeah and and call it out but then say this is a guy with a poop map. Yep. We have everybody on our Twitter feed, right? Talking about the poop. <laughs> this is Governor that? Poop Map. <laughs> Governor Poop Map. And just and put it out there. This is a guy who's saying all, all of this technology. That mm-hmm. he, he can't run his state. No. He can't literally get excrement off of the streets. And, yeah, that, and that's the amazing part of it is DeSantis came prepared last night. He had the poop map. And it was almost as if Newsom didn't prepare at all. And if you let DeSantis beat you, what's going to happen if you trot out Newsom against Trump? Trump won't need to pull out poop maps or be polished or be memorized and rehearsed like DeSantis. Trump will just shoot from the hip and absolutely wipe the floor with Gavin Newsom. And I think Joe Andre makes a great point on Twitter. He just sent us a tweet. He said, DeSantis slaughtering Newsom is why the left will attempt to prevent the presidential debates from happening undefendable policies and decision-making along with people starting to wake up need the normies sleeping and voting emotionally. We talked about presidential debates maybe not happening in 2024, but both sides, the RNC and the DNC, and we laid out the reasons as to what these uh, two different factions are disappointed with, um, and that's exactly correct. And now think about this. Gavin Newsom has a functional brain, right? He's still cognitively with it. If he was that bad last night against perhaps the second best Republican option. How bad is Joe Biden going to look against Donald Trump 11 months from now? He will get destroyed. I mean, Biden won't be able to complete a sentence. It's going to be a complete evisceration on live TV. Let me ask you guys a question then, because I don't disagree with that. Then why wouldn't, then if those reports are true, why wouldn't Trump then absolutely demand a debate? You know what I mean? Like if those reports were true, that means that both sides don't really want to debate why wouldn't trump want to debate that i i think if you're trump you have nothing to debate right now from the primary standpoint but if you're trump come general election time and debate time you're you're salivating at the opportunity to get on that floor and debate joe biden because you want to show his incompetence and his ineptitude at this point in his life on full state uh, on full blast if i i would i would like if, if if trump is of the belief that he doesn't even want to debate joe I think that's a calculated misstep. I, I think he should absolutely debate Joe Biden. Now, the RNC in general might want to do away with debates, but I don't know that, nece- that they're necessarily speaking on behalf of Donald Trump. I think the a uh, couple of things. Yeah. I ultimately think that when we look at all of these different candidates, the polls, when we look at it and when we have these conversations, it reminds me of Goldilocks, <laughs> you know? And and we just it, I still think that there there is a chunk of America that is hungry for 
a por- a different kind of porridge mm-hmm. and they're not getting it. This one is too awkward. This yeah. one is too slick. This one's too old. This one's too out of touch. To which I would then ask those people. that concerns me. I would ask those people then. Well, you don't want Trump and Biden. Mm-hmm. You you didn't watch Newsom DeSantis last night. It was a snoozer. I didn't tune in. I was out in seven minutes. Blah, blah, blah. So then what do you want? I mean, the, there's only so many options out there, right? You want RFK? Do you want Vivek Ramaswamy? Because we can go on down the list of people that are out there. And then I would sit there. I, I always love the people that are like, oh, I'm sick of this guy. I'm sick of that. Well, then what's your solution? Mm-hmm. I want to fire this coach. Okay, well, who do you want to hire? And, and they never have the answer for it. So, like, these are your options. And I'm, get, I'm going to present them on a platter to you. You tell me, America, who you want to clash, Democrat versus Republican. I just wonder if the if the youth vote, I think right now that the in, whoever the independents are between RFK Jr. and if other independents emerge, who's on the ballot when we look at all of that, mm-hmm. I think the independent matters in this one. And who does it take more votes from? Yeah. And I, because the, these are such slim margins as mm-hmm. we've seen. Yep. So I, I just, I am worried about that. Yeah. And I think RFK is the guy we're talking about. And RFK is probably going to siphon some from Trump. And then he's going to take some yeah. from Biden as well. I, I just also don't think that anybody's minds were changed. Because if you go to the people who like DeSantis, everybody thinks DeSantis why. If you go to the people who like Newsom. Everybody thinks Newsom won. It's it, there's nothing. There's not. There was nothing new gained from that. The only thing that was gained from that, in my opinion, was it was two never will be's because mm-hmm. we can't get past the fact mm-hmm. that you know we criticize Nikki Haley for you know being down to Trump in her home state. DeSantis is down by forty points. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be this 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 great governor, and he's down by forty points to Donald Trump. I don't think there's any shame in being down to Trump by a big margin. Trump is a once-in-a-lifetime generational politician you, that's almost impossible I, to dent. I don't disagree with that, but then you can't sit here and claim that you're some, you know, you have this majority of support in 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 Florida when when you clearly don't. Yeah, people would 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 uh, get rid of you in a heartbeat. What do you think it is about Florida that makes DeSantis still trail Trump by so much in his own state? Is it be, is it the fact that Trump's a Florida resident, or is it just because Florida was Trump country from 2016 on? I think it's more to do with that Trump was successful in his first three years in many capacities. I don't think it really has much to do with him just living in Florida. I think there's just a lot of people in Florida that just flat out love his policies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in many regards, DeSantis is, in some some respects, he is a Trump mini-me with some of the policies. So, Yeah, agreed. I, I just think <clears throat> when I look at this, I, I think ultimately it is an example of the fact that, you know, you talked about the Koch brothers earlier, you know, endorsing Nikki Haley. The truth is that the Democrats, they get it together and they support whoever they have. And they pull it. Remember when they all got together and they just decided and Elizabeth Warren was mad and they were all they said it's the guy is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And they literally ran a debate out of a basement during a pandemic yep. and they got away with it. Our so the GOP platform well, is is stubbornly being dragged along here and basically refuses to go along with their guy who's way ahead here mm-hmm. because so, so this is the Koch brothers yep. and the, the the good old boys club. Let's just face it. Yeah, that's what it is. That has decided that they don't want Trump. And, mm-hmm. and, and I shouldn't say good old boys. I should say the, the swamp or whatever you want to say. They don't want Trump. And that's what we're dealing with right now. No, they totally don't right. want Trump. 
they want to decide against the people, and that could spell disaster yep. for for Republicans. For I should no, it could. I'm not going to say Republicans. It could spell disaster for conservatives and libertarians who actually want Trump. Right. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Uh, also, Donald Trump had some reaction to what he saw <laughs> last night. Are we going to save that for the cut sheet, correct? You want, you want to save that for the we country? I have so much for the country. Okay. You can play it. All right, let's get to it. If you want yeah, to. let's get to it when we come back yeah. as we'll wrap up some of the debate commentary for hour one, and then we'll get to Fauci and everything else that transpired yesterday. 855-839-1210 to climb in. Kale and Company, Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As the weather gets colder, the NFL, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. I said this, I've been saying this all week. I'm taking the Eagles plus 124 for the money line on Sunday. You can plunk down 5 bucks and win $150 in bonus bets if the Eagles win. I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NFL. FanDuel.com slash Greg. 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager. Only $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday morning, this segment brought to you by United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. All right, so as we put a bow on the first hour, and if you want to jump in with your thoughts to the debate last night between Hannity, Newsom, and Ron DeSantis, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210. But we were just alerted uh, a little bit earlier in the 6 o'clock hour that Donald Trump posted a video on Truth Social following the debate in which he called it and titled it the, quote, Battle of Loserville, which is very well done. And you're going to listen to this little about 35, 40-second video clip here. If you're on YouTube, you'll see the video. You have to watch uh, it, too. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely have to watch it. I'm assuming this is Trump and uh, the MAGA Inc. team utilizing some artificial intelligence. Yeah, yes, it is. Because yeah, this is, I mean, is. even Mike Opelka would be amazed at how well this was put together. Yeah. Uh, take a listen from Trump's uh, Truth Social, The Battle of Loserville. Go. All right, welcome back to debates that nobody really gives a shit about. I'm your host, Sean Hannity, and tonight we have the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. Let's begin. All right, first question. Have you ever betrayed the greatest president to ever live, President Donald J. Trump? No. Uh, what kind of question is that? What the hell? Very simple question, but let's try the next one. Are you a short, insecure little man that likes to wear lifts inside your cowboy boots? Yes or no answer, please. Nope. You know what? My wife bought me those lifts, and I happen to like them. Okay? He's even using a stepping stool. I can see it from over here. Governor, we clearly said no step stools. You either get off of it or you're leaving the stage right now. 
and then you watch him. Uh, watch him. He shrinks. <laughs> he shrinks. <laughs> and then he walks off the stage. <laughs> it's amazing. And that, folks, right there is why you don't have to show up at any debates. You just drop a truth bomb, and oh people like us eat it up oh. and laugh hysterically. That is amazing. That? Who, who won the debate? Donald Trump. <laughs> Battle of Loserville. <laughs> Donald Trump won that debate, guys. <laughs> By the way, it's very telling, too, uh, that in that... In in that he took the most shots at DeSantis. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. True. He probably actually, I think he genuinely probably likes Gavin Newsom better than Ron DeSantis <laughs> at this point, which is really saying something. Um, so that is incredibly well done. When I first got this sent to me, I'm like, wait a minute, this is just a re-, and I'm like, oh, okay, I better listen to this. And exactly right. <laughs> My wife bought me those boots. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> Nice work by Trump there. All right, 855-839-1210. Yeah, and again, look, I I think ultimately DeSantis needed to have some sort of positive press, some good showing. I think he got it. And I also think probably the biggest takeaway, two things from the left. Gavin Newsom saying that he will not be the nominee in 2024 is interesting because nobody asked him that. That was like staged. That was scripted. He had that rehearsed. I don't know if he's just trying to throw people off of his scent or if he genuinely means he's not going to step on Joe's toes or maybe he's been told to wait his turn or maybe they don't want him overstepping Kamala Harris. Take it for what it's worth. It's coming from a politician's mouth. And if a politician's mouth is moving, they're probably lying. Uh, but Amen. that was that was pretty much, I think, the biggest thing that Gavin Newsom, because we've been saying for weeks that he's been kind of circling the waters He's waiting to pounce. Some people have speculated this summer at the DNC convention. Uh, from from his lips last night, though, he says he will not be the nominee in 2024. Do, do we believe him? No, of course no, I, I don't I believe don't, anything he said. Do you? No, probably not. I, I mean, because I'm still of the belief as long as Joe Biden has a pulse and is breathing, the Dems will roll with him. But um, maybe it's a different story if Newsom puts on a better performance last night. I think if you're a Democrat today and you're behind closed doors, you're like, all right, we got one guy who can't put a sentence together. Our shining ace from California didn't really shine shining last night. Ace. you know. And then, and then we've got the Veep, who's a, an abject disaster every time she sits down at a, uh, you know, a college tour. So um, you know, their options are not great, and yet somehow, some way, they might end up winning. So there you go. 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And then a COVID trifecta from Fauci being set to testify to the mystery pneumonia now landing in the U.S., 146 cases in one state specifically. Awesome. Yeah. And also COVID cases in the last two weeks have tripled just in time for election season. It's Kale and Company. Hour two next. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.